You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live on the Right Side Studios. Man, hour number two already. Local, state, national. We cover down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, I'm not sure how it's already hour number two, Boomer. That just like flew by. I know. I don't get it. But anyway, it must mean we're having a good time. Yes, sir. Um, Hey, listen, we have somebody in studio right now. This is, I'm already, I'm already bracing myself because this just, Talking to Elena Centilli during the break is already starting to run my emotions. But um, Elena Centilli is here in studio, and she is the mother of Daniel, a young Marine, Daniel Centilli, uh, who served in Afghanistan. He did. Um, and, uh, and came home with his own injuries, and, uh, and she has a story. And, and you know, this show, I, I've said more than once that this show is, 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 is supposed to be bigger than just me sitting here talking about politics or whatever else. I want to make sure this show does every day – uh, what I, I call the four E's, that we're going to educate, enlighten, empower, and entertain people about things that are going on in the world around them, what it means to walk as a conservative in today's world, and also, by the way, to hear the stories of real people who live around you who are doing things that are bigger than themselves. And one of those is Elena Centilli, um, who I just became aware of most recently uh, through a mutual friend, Greg mm-hmm. Rains. Um, and uh, Elena, welcome to Right Side Radio. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're, we're excited you're here. Uh, I, you've got the tissues over there. I may I need them. one here in a moment. But <laughs> hey, l- let me just start with this. Um, you are working tirelessly right now uh, on on a, a, an issue related to veterans and veterans care and, and veteran support. But tell us how it all started. Well, how it all started was our son Daniel. Um, me and my husband Pat. Uh, Daniel always wanted to be a Marine. Mm. He uh, he was so. It was just who he was. And um, young, you know, wants to go join, do his part, excited to be deployed. Um, Couldn't get there fast enough because in his mind that was proving something, that he had gone to do that. So um, us scared to death for him, but, you know, right there with him through the whole whole process. And um, he had been in Afghanistan 10 months. He was— Can I ask what year that was? 2012. Okay. Okay. he had been there almost 10 months. He was the machine gunner in the lead Vic. That's what they call it. I, I just learned the terminology from him. But uh, Daniel was a really good shot. Him and his dad always hunted. So he got, not that I was thrilled about it, but he got put in the lead car. So he, like I said, was about a month from coming home. And we didn't know this, but he had already been hit with a couple of IEDs. And um, I was at work. It was May 10th. And I got a message on Facebook. And it was Daniel. He was in a hospital somewhere in Afghanistan. He had, you know, we hadn't been contacted or nobody knew anything. And um, he sends me a message. He's like, are you sitting down? And I'm like, I mean, I knew he was talking. So I was like, and I was like, yes. And uh, he proceeds to tell me what happened. Um, They hit the IED and it knocked him completely out. Hmm. So they brought the helicopters in. took him somewhere nearby to a hospital in Afghanistan, and they were sending him on to Germany. Okay. Um, Daniel came home from that with uh, 
TBI and PTSD. He wasn't discharged or anything yet. So traumatic brain injury mm-hmm. and PTSD. Okay. And PTSD. Right. And we um, we began that journey. He was home for a little while, but um, he had to go back to Lejeune. And um, he had some problems over the next couple of years. I knew stuff, different things were going on with him. But um, I finally got to somebody that told me they had run a test and there was a, a mass on his brain. So he stayed in the core for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was, you know, undeployable and, you know, they were just giving him jobs right. to do. So um, we got a call that there was something going on with his brain. He was starting to feel numbness in his right arm. And um, they sent him to Duke University because they didn't have the equipment to do the test there at Lejeune. So I jump in the car and I head to Lejeune because I wouldn't, we weren't going to let him be up there alone and have that kind of test. So they ran the test. And that afternoon, um, they said he's got to have brain surgery tomorrow. Wow. And um, there was a mass and a, a cyst of some sort. And um, I had to get my husband flown up there. Marine Corps flew him up there. And um, within 24 hours, he was undergoing brain surgery. And I'll never forget that um, they told us, they said, we're going to have to wake him up. I'm sorry. (laughs) During this surgery. And I was like, holy crap. I'm like, and Daniel was so strong. I was like, he'll flip him off the table. So they had a pictures. He was a big guy. He was a big guy. Yeah. And they had a a sheet and a tunnel vision and they had a Marine Corps doctor that was looking at him and woke him up during the surgery because they had to make sure where they were cutting. And that was the only thing that kept him calm was seeing that Marine during that surgery. And so he, we got through the surgery. They sent us home within 24 hours. And we, um, he went through his six, eight weeks home with us, and he seemed okay. It was still the same struggles we'd had with the PTSD and the TBI and the, everything that comes with that, the dreams, um, but Daniel went back to Lejeune, still kind of going through the same thing. The medical, you know, they had found him things that he could do. And, um, he called me or caught me, called me and his dad. And he was like, there's aliens trying to get me. And, uh, it scared him so bad. He, he threw his telephone in the toilet bowl. Well, being the parents and worried to death, like we were, I knew something was going on. And, um, I called his CO and I said, something's going on, Daniel. Something's wrong. And, um, of course, they bring him in. They give him every kind of drug test on demand because they think yeah. it's drugs. Can and, I ask you, was he living in the barracks at the time? Was he living yes. in? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's he was still there. All right. And um, he, was in, well, and he was in Wounded Warrior, okay. the, the east side over there. Okay. So um, they ran every test, couldn't find anything wrong. Couldn't find it, you know, and kept going through this. Well, it seemed to level off. It seemed to get better. And uh, my husband and I were in Michigan visiting family, and we got a call from a doctor at Lejeune and said that they found Daniel walking down the road um, in his underwear, said he was going to meet Jesus. He was walking to Alabama, and he was just completely. And um, from there, they entered him into the psych ward at Camp Lejeune. And, um, of course, we freak out, not sure, scared to death, not sure what's happening because you know, you're dealing with the military, you're dealing with military doctors, you're dealing with... And it's your boy. And it's our child, you know, so we're scared. And um, we uh, start about a six-week thing with the hospital there at Lejeune and them telling me they don't know what's wrong with him. And one night, Daniel was on the phone, and 
I could tell he was he was asking us to come get him basically and and you know Pat was so upset and it was like um he couldn't hardly talk though so I knew something was wrong well then the doctors tell me we really don't know what's wrong with him so at that point I had had enough and I get the governor involved state senator in North Carolina everybody and their mother that I could call and um I got the air force to medevac him out of that hospital when he got to Portsmouth, which is where they flew him because I wanted a second opinion, um, they uh, he was in ICU for a week Wow! because they medicated him so much with Seroquel and everything else that they could possibly give him. Um, he couldn't talk. He couldn't swallow. He was drooling out of the side of his mouth. And luckily, God had his hand on him, I think, because we met a doctor there. His name was Dr. Munn. And he had seen cases like Daniel's before. Basically, the the brain surgery was just another brain trauma, which the neurosurgeon told me that it wasn't possible. But this had caused Daniel to slip into like uh, a sort of a psychiatric, uh, schizophrenic, bipolar. It was just another brain trauma, and so he had he was hallucinating, auditory, visual, um, hearing things, manic. I mean, you name it. He was going through it, um, would think he was back in Afghanistan. Um, so he spent about five months in Virginia. We went up several times, you know, just him getting better, him stabilizing himself. Can, can I ask you, do, do we know, was the, uh, was the mass that they operated on, was that in any way related to the injury he sustained in Afghanistan? That's what we were told. Okay. And it's in his medical file Okay. that it was caused by that blast. Mm. So... Then, um, November 2016, he comes home. He's all ours. And that's probably one of the scariest moments of my life because there was so much he was dealing with that we didn't understand and we yeah. had never dealt with. So um, Daniel isolated himself um, because of his injuries. He couldn't work. He was 100% disabled. And let's be honest, not many employers are going to take that risk, yeah. you know. So he fished, he did a lot of things, but, you know, he had a lot of time on his hands, and so he would self-medicate. He would, like, drink too much, or he would, you know, trying to escape, I think, the demons that he had. And um, I, we just did our best with him at home, and in doing that, I started to get involved with different groups like the Elizabeth Dole Foundation and um, as like a veteran advocate to figure out ways to help him. Mm. You know, got him to go on several trips, you know, the different things that he could go and bond with other veterans. Well, and uh, we had about a minute before you head to the next break. But uh, Daniel's not with us now. December 2019, Daniel had, um, we had put him at a place in South Florida because there was nowhere in Alabama to send him. After one of the last episodes, um, he was probably 15 mentally at that point because it had just the, all the medication on his brain. And so he came home for a test visit in two days before Christmas and uh, passed away to sleep. My, my husband, Pat, found him. And... I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're good. And it was the worst phone call I ever got. 
And um, so we just started a couple year journey trying to heal and try to figure out what was next. Well, what's next is what we're going to talk about in a minute. That's right. <laughs> so let's do that. Let's take a break. Give you a chance. Give me a chance. Okay. Um, but I'll be honest with you. Mm, the world hadn't seen nothing. Did they seen a mom get a mission? <laughs> well, I'm on one. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, Boomer, take us to a break right now, man. We'll gather ourselves and be right back. You're, you're listening to Elena Centilli, um, mom of a Marine and a mom right now. Let me tell you something with a mission. You're going to want to hear about this because there's a thing happening right here in your backyard and it's worth knowing about. And all you veterans and folks who care about your military out there, let me tell you, this is happening right here in our listening area and it is so worth knowing about. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. back phil williams right side radio solid conservative and just plain right so we are back in studio right now with elena centilli um i have had a chance to gather myself up again hearing your story about daniel um uh, thank you for your son's service by the way thank you for saying that so you're a mom dealing with a son who has got traumatic brain injury subsequent surgeries related to the tbi and then the things that happened because of his service in afghanistan and then you lost him obviously mm-hmm. um um, but during that time, uh, when he was still with you and even in the subsequent, you know, afterwards, uh, I, I would, I would bet just, just knowing you for like 10 minutes here, I would bet that you were the mom who was constantly resourcing, figuring out how best to get involved, who else can help me, who's got something my son can benefit from. And it wasn't all in one place where you could find it, was it? I have, um, people on my Facebook and on my social media now that helped me with Daniel from all over the country because there wasn't anywhere I wasn't going to go. I mean, people from Florida, Arkansas, Washington, D.C., Mississippi. I got a call from Elizabeth Dole not too long ago just checking on me because Daniel really endeared himself to that group. And the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, I, I can't say enough about them. But, no, you're right. There was nowhere I wouldn't go, no one I wouldn't fight, <laughs> no one I wouldn't, you know, it was like – and I think it, just like with the project we're working on, I think people are just like, give her something to make her go away because she will not shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and one of the things that just really just adds, I mean, not that Daniel needs something or you need something to add to your story, but something that just adds gravitas to it is I saw the video and it was the uh, the famous actor, Adam Driver, recounting yours and Daniel's story. Yeah, through, um, like I said, I had really gotten involved in like, being an advocate just for Daniel, for other veterans, you know, you know, Daniel used to tell me what, what do veterans do that don't have a you? Yeah. Because he didn't know because he couldn't have handled a lot of the things that I took on for him because of his injuries. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the Elizabeth Dole foundation honored our family after, um, Daniel passed away and, uh, Adam driver being a Marine, he, uh, he graciously did that. And, uh, like I said, I didn't share that video for a long time after Daniel, passed away it probably took me two years to catch my breath and then I decided it's time I got to work mm. so that's what I'm doing now 
uh, well, you're at work and you're 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 pulling together resources and you're building a thing. And so we're going to talk about it more after the next break we get back from. But but just to, in short, right now, you're you're looking at putting something together, calling a dovetail landing. Mm-hmm that provides not just a physical place, but a resource for veterans and veterans' families and caregivers. And and tell us your heart on that. Well, Daniel didn't have that spot. That's something he needed to rebuild his independence, to help him transition with what he was going through. We had to send Daniel to Clearwater, Florida, because there was nothing here, nothing that was even equipped. And so, you know, I saw the the things that were needed from a family standpoint, you know, from Daniel's standpoint, things that he could have used, things that would have benefited him. And we just don't have it in this state. So coming from that, um, Dovetail Landing was formed this past year in March. Uh, I had, about a year ago, I joined the Alabama Veteran Board, Executive Board, which is a a nonprofit here in the state. They have probably one of the largest veterans followings in the state of Alabama, um, their nonprofit. And, you know, I kind of went to them with what my vision was and what I wanted to do. And so we got to work on that last March. We have 60 acres now in Lincoln. Wow. And it's going to be a veterans transition workforce development play. There's, like I said, 60 acres. We're going to have tiny homes, family size homes, all the infrastructure they need. Yeah. Um, we're going to have therapeutic activities, not just giving somebody another pill. Because believe me, I think Daniel took enough to kill an elephant yeah. during his time. And that's not always the answer. Um, I think we need to bring them back home and show them, you know, there's a different way. Just like we have a man that wants to come and do foraging. And you're going to have that battle buddy in the tiny home next door yeah. that's going to hold you accountable. It's going to be like a barrack situation. But, yeah, you've got your independence. Uh, that's, 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 that's huge. And you're right. There's, there's, a, there's a lack and, and and one of the things that's that's even frustrating to me uh, as, as a veteran is when someone says, I need to know where do you find this kind of thing? I have to go then search it out. I would think that I would already know. Um, but but there are resources and you're pulling something together. And for those who don't know, Lincoln, the town you're talking about, is up near Talladega. Yes, Talladega um, County, and, Lincoln, Alabama. And your land is pretty much right off the uh, off the highway there. It's isn't right it? off the Embry Crossroads exit. Um, there's like it's right at 57 acres, but you, it's about a half a mile off the interstate. You can about hear the NASCAR run from there. You definitely can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna come right back. I'm gonna want you guys to hear in detail about Dovetail Landing. All you folks, pay attention out there. This is for the veterans in our community and the caregivers. Uh, and it's being built right in your backyard. And I've seen the videos, and it's pretty amazing. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. You guys stay tuned. We will be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just 
plane right. This show covers some major ground across the northern half of the beautiful state of Alabama. I'm talking about going down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back over to Gadsden. And I'm glad we cover that much territory because I need an audience to hear this story. Um, so sitting here in studio with uh, Elena Centilli talking about uh, her son, Daniel, a uh, Marine who, um, who served in Afghanistan. Uh, his injuries uh, eventually uh, took his life uh, over time, uh, and it was a rough go. And you guys as a family, um, uh, I, I agree with Daniel. <laughs> what, yeah. what, what, what do people who don't have you do? Well, um, that's, that's why we want Dovetail to happen. Yeah. Because we can hopefully pull these resources and put them in one location. Um, and we can have things there where you're not calling 15 numbers and you're not being sent here and sent there and call this person and call that person. And everybody that's ever dealt with the VA knows yeah. that. And I, I believe me, I'm not bashing the VA by any means because part of the biggest support I had um, with Daniel was the caregiver support program in Birmingham at the Birmingham VA. Teresa Voller, Gunny Talbot out of Atlanta with Wounded Warrior. They were my lifeline. Mm. And, you know, I found those people and they were there. They're still there. I talked to Teresa last week. I mean, in it, um, they know, they remember what we went through. And, you know, it's like I told them, if I can help somebody else not have to jump through 50 hoops like we did, if I can make that easy for you, if that's all I can do, then that's what I'm going to do. Well, and you guys, um, you, you guys were able to get Daniel to different places. I mean, you you, you mentioned there was a place down in, in Florida. You mentioned that there was one up in Montana during the break. You told me that he really liked, um, and, and so I. And, and then you've also, like you said, you've you searched out and found different resources and people. So so now dovetail landing. So mm -hmm. t tell me about the genesis of this and and well, what it's going to be. Um, the city of Lincoln donated 57 acres to Did our they cause. Really? They donated it. Mayor Lou Watson is an angel on this earth. And uh, he's a Vietnam vet. And so when I met him and we told the story and everything, he was just like, I'll get you some land. Where do you want it? Basically. How about that? And so... Um, He's just, he's amazing. And so he did. It's 57 acres. It has a barn on it right now. It has a seven-bedroom house that will be the headquarters. And, um, what do you call it, it Daniel's house? It's going to be Daniel's house. Yeah. Because he didn't have his own spot, but he will now. Hmm. And um, we're going to have offices there. We're going to have VA support there. We are going to have project managers kind of that are going to help these vets figure out we're going to do workforce development we're bringing in the skills bridge program from the dod for companies like honda alabama power the railroad um all tech has expressed interest you know like all tech even told us you know like we will get them the vets there they can do 60 to 90 or 90 days to six months training then they can pick a spot anywhere in the country where we have we have that you know we have a place for them to work yeah they can um you know jeff state we're on we're in talks with them about workforce development helping them finish their gi bill you know the 30 homes are going to be there as their support it'll give them a place to stay they're going to have their meals provided even and you know we know there's going to be families with small kids so we're going to have family size homes there's going to be a chapel there is going to be a computer lab we're going to help them build their resumes we're going to have those resources there on site and even for the caregivers because I know it just as well as anybody. That veteran is not serving by himself. Yeah. Daniel's whole family went through this with him, you know, and, and meeting other caregivers, you realize they need the support too. We're, we're going to have um, some tiny tree houses that are going to be like respite care. We're going to add that in there because I understand what that means. 
the place to take a break. So this is, I mean, this is already underway. I mean, it's not like yeah. this, this is not you saying this is going to happen one day. You guys have already this broken ground. This is happening. Ground. Yeah, <laughs> Dovetail Landing, you are a 501c3, am I understanding? Alabama Veteran is. Um, okay. Dovetail Landing is an LLC. We're a subsidiary of Alabama Veteran. They're okay. the 5013c. Okay. And uh, and so you guys have already broken ground on this. Thank we you are. to the mayor of Lincoln. How cool is that? There are elected officials out there doing good things. He is doing work, I'm uh, telling you. He is an amazing man. And, and, and then... All the different resources still coming together. You told me you've got an overall estimated project budget to build this entire facility of somewhere around $30 million. It's 30 to 40. It's like it kind of fluctuates <laughs> with whoever I'm talking to at the moment. But, yeah, it's it's a big amount of money. And, I, you know, I wasn't sleeping when I first heard that amount. And I have a few extra wrinkles right here on the side of my eyes. But I'm not giving up. And we're going to get this done. Those are smile wrinkles. That's what I'm going to call them that. But, I, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're going to make it happen. We've already got so much interest and we've got so much support coming from different places. And, um, you know, we're just... We're just in this for the long haul, so we're going to make it happen. Between the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, which has already spotlighted you, mm -hmm. uh, and I saw on some of your promotional materials, you've got like Vulcan Materials and others, other major corporations that are behind this. The CMP, we had the Civilian Marksmanship Program, Greg Rains, who's introduced us together. Mm -hmm. um, we had him in studio, and I understand you guys are doing a fundraiser charity shoot out there at we the are. CMP. I'm originally from Talladega, so I like guns. So <laughs> I figured what better spot. CMP is a fantastic place if you haven't been out Park, yeah. yeah if you haven't been there you need to go visit but we're having a clay shoot march 18th um it'll be 100 birds 15 stations thousand dollar grand prize you know we want all the vets to come out and register to shoot and come for you know a good time we're gonna have some auction items and still looking for sponsorships if anybody's interested well um and, and we'll recap that again before you leave here today but uh let me just do this. So if you're a family out there in a situation like your family has been in, mm -hmm. um, how like, like, like once you guys are, are open for business and things are happening, what's, what's, what's the deal going to be? Are they going to apply for an opportunity? Do, you, do they reach out to you and then, and then come and stay for a period of time? How's that work? We're looking at the program lasting from 90 days to six months. It's all going to depend on what program you're getting the training for and all that. So, you know, we're still fine-tuning a lot of this stuff, you know, and at first I was worried. I was like, are we going to be able to fill this? And now I'm worried about how long of a waiting list we're going to have because I've already had so many people reach out and they'll be like, I know five veterans, this would help right now. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we're going to have them on site. We're going to make them, we're going to find out what kind of training they want, let them know what's available. We're going to get them trained as much as we can and get them back on their feet and transition them and learn how to be a civilian again. Yeah. Look, transition to that because the military is different. It's like, okay, you're not Staff Sergeant Centilli anymore, but now maybe you're Team Leader Centilli. Because that identity goes away, and that's what we have to help them do. We have to help them re-identify in a different way. Yeah, and then and also at the same time, show them where the resources are that they exactly. can take advantage. People don't realize we've got things like Veterans Court, and we've got um, uh, other uh, uh, you know resources through not just the VA, but you've got 501c3s like your own, or still serving veterans out of Huntsville, or mm -hmm. other organizations that that literally are just there to help you plug in and find a place. And just get back on your feet. And it's just, you know, it's just so important, I think, for us as a society. Because, you know, you have the big government agencies, and I think a lot of these vets get lost in this. But, you know, we as a people, we just we have to stand up and we have to do something for these guys and we, and these women that have served and that have defended us. And, I mean, you know, it's like I just feel like it's my responsibility. 
Well, and and I, I made a, a, a sort of a, uh, a a notice that you're a mom with a mission a while ago, mm-hmm. but I imagine it's a family with a mission. You got it's you, all you of got us. other kids too, right? Yeah, well, I mean the kids. You know, this has been life changing for all of us. What Daniel went through, losing Daniel, I mean, it has been life changing. And I had one of the state representatives tell me, Elena, this is truly transformational. And, you know, it took me back a second because I think I'm so focused on getting it built. But then I caught myself and I think 10 years down the road, we are going to transform some veterans' lives and their families. We're going to do that. We are going to be transformational. And that is what Daniel would want me to do. Well, I, I, I completely agree. And, uh, you know, on behalf of uh, everybody here at Right Side and uh, this huge audience that we've got, I want to thank you for uh, not laying down on the job. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't know how. <laughs> no, you wouldn't know how. I can tell already. And, uh, and at the same time, if, if folks want to support what you're doing, if they want to get more information about what you're doing, if they want to show up at that clay shoot, uh, uh, you know, to, to help raise money for what you're doing, Given, how do we do that? Alabama Veteran, you can contact the, the website, Alabama Veteran. They have all our contacts. But on social media, we're on there. It's Dovetail Landing. Our website is not quite ready yet. But if you go to Dovetail Landing on any platform of social media, you can contact us, um, info at dovetaillanding.org. Um, anybody that gets those emails, they're going to send you straight to me. And, you know, I'll, I'll, you'll get a personal phone call because I'll be on the phone give, giving you a call back. <laughs> well, knowing this audience, I suspect you're going to get a few phone calls. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm looking you, forward to it. You are now an official right side ruffian. Just so you know. <laughs> well, I kind of thought I already had that title, lately, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> uh, well, listen, folks, you, you've been listening to Elena Santilli, um, the mother of a Marine. And, uh, and, and truly, God almighty, a mom with a mission. And uh, I, I kid you not, if you, if, you, if you haven't done it yet while we've been talking on the air, you need to get on that Facebook page and look at the master plan of what is already underway right now uh, to be called Dovetail Landing uh, down there near Talladega, right here in our listening area, your backyard, doing the right things for the right people for all the right reasons. And, uh, Elena, we love you and we appreciate you. Thank you well, very thank much. Thank you for having me so much. Absolutely. All right, Boomer, take us to a break, brother. We'll do that. We'll come right back and keep the show going. Man, how do I do anything after that, Boomer? I have no clue. I'm just going to go ahead and gather myself. All right. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. You guys stay tuned. We will be right back.